Being a superhero is bad for your health. Now that you're here, why don't you stay a while? The coffee's all brewing. Here on Carla's Coffee House, HGV Canada. Stick around, we're going to have a good time tonight. And good evening, everyone. How's everybody been? This is Carla from Carla's Coffee House, and I'm just chilling out here on a Tuesday night with you guys. Pretty excited to have Matt Anderson on the show tonight. He's going to be on our first half. We're a little bit early. Uh, typically, we don't come on this early, but we're doing it to uh, help out Matt, who's got a very, very heavy uh, uh, touring schedule this year. I just checked his schedule out, and I was like, oh, tired or what? <laughs> uh, good for him. New, I believe he's a New Brunswick boy, so pretty excited about that. I'd love to share my New Brunswick folks with you guys. So we're going to play some Matt music here till about quarter two, and then we're going to give Matt a call. And uh, after we have our interview with Matt, uh, we're going to be talking to Steve Hickman from Indianapolis, Indiana. And Steve has been ripping up the charts here at HGB Canada. So he has had the most ever listeners for HGB tune into his tunes. And he is holding the number one position now for the second month in a row. Way to go, Steve. It's really good. You got to hear him. He's one of those hidden gems that uh, the reason the station became uh, birthed out in the first place. So we're going to give you a little bit of Matt right now. Here is Freeman. And uh, we're going to just play back-to-back Matt after Freeman. We're going to play you <clears throat> What Happened to That Track. Wow, it just went... Um, totally purple i don't know if that means it's dead or what so let's see if we can see if we can load it to the deck again there it comes all right so first up free man by matt anderson then followed by going down and the last one which i think you guys are gonna freaking love is called something to lose featuring amy helm down the rain standing at the gates watching my secrets evaporate I had worry I had pain but I let them leave on a burning train Lane. So throw down fear, throw down the chains. There are no prisoners out on the range. Free man, free man, 
track that is by Matt Anderson so I hope you guys are tuned in tonight and I hope you're enjoying yourselves it's a really uh, a great evening to be just sitting and listen to HGB Canada what do you think 
I think I am right on that one. Alrighty. So how was your day at work? Don't mention it. Okay, good. We won't. All right. Let's go to this song here. This one's really cool. He has got uh, uh, featuring Amy Helm and Matt Anderson doing a duet. It's absolutely gorgeous. By the way, want to tell you, if you're in the Oakville area, guess who's coming to town, folks? My producer, J.P. Cormier, is going to be at the Moonshine Cafe in March. You want to check that out? Tickets are going fast. Maybe even I will go. I should hit him up for a free one. Gee whiz, I gave him enough, right? <laughs> Give Carla something back. Anyways, so I'm going to, I might go. I don't know. Here is Matt Anderson with Something to Lose featuring Amy Helm. And then we'll be right back with a phone call from Matt.
What a great track that is. We're going to give Matt a call right now. Hope he remembers. I always get nervous. They're not going to remember. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a. One more ding-a-ling-a. Two ding-a-ling-a-ls. Three ding-a-ling-a-ls. And that's silence. Four ding-a-ling-a-ls. <laughs> I hope Matt remembered. Five dingalingles. Hey there, we sent your call to our voice message system. Oh wow. Don Edwards. Wrong number. Right now. <laughs> well, let's see if we can get the right number. Isn't that fun when that happens? All right. I know my digits can sometimes fail me. Let's see what I pulled off here. Yeah. I tell you, I don't even know my password to get into my phone. Let's see. Did I do this right? Maybe I didn't copy it down right. I did. I copied and pasted it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure I did. Let's see here. Yeah. Oops. I bet they're like wondering, who the heck is that? All right, so anyways, we are going to try this again. Make sure my digits are, are hitting the numbers correctly. I wish they had like a sound tone so you can actually hear yourself. 
hitting the keyboard like remember how it used to sound like ding 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 you know try it again if we can't get a hold of them um i'm gonna play a song and see what i can do to find out this is this could be embarrassing And then I'll have to I'll have to call Eric and go, Eric. Hello. Hi, Matt. Yes. Hi, Matt. This is Carla from Carla's Coffee House. Hi, Carla. How you doing? <laughs> Good. I think I dialed the wrong number at first. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. <laughs> I, got, I got the right one this time. So, Matt, you um, you're a really busy guy. I'm uh, gonna be busy pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. I see. You've got like pretty much back-to-back uh um gigs for touring yeah going to be pretty steady after starting we go to europe starting on uh, uh middle of march and i know pretty steady until about uh until the fall i guess the way it looks yeah it's it's amazing this must be exciting for you yeah you know it, it's kind of the um the build-up you know when you start recording a new album and getting a new project going and then uh, finally hitting the road it's always the uh whatever things we're, we're working towards really so I think I was watching social media here, and I think I seen you were at the folk uh, festival here in Montreal. Uh, folk Alliance, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think you met a couple of my friends, actually. <laughs> <I may have. laughs> but uh, that that sounded like it was a really really good time. Yeah, I was only able to be there for the night. Yeah, it's just like a big family reunion with folkies. Really, it's always uh, it's always uh, lots of late nights and. Uh, early mornings <laughs> nice party out of it yeah so do you yeah. like do you guys like um like would you consider your music folk or blues uh, a little bit of both really you know, i think uh, both of those genres are pretty wide open you know it used to be maybe a little more specific but now i mean you know you know a, a genre can be uh, be a lot more than just um i think what people used to think it was for sure so matt um is it the rumor true that you're from new brunswick originally I am from New Brunswick. Cool. What part? <laughs> uh, a town called Perth Andover. Perth Andover. That's a pretty pretty place up there. It is. I like it quite a bit. I have to say up there because I'm from down there. I'm from a little town between Chipman and Mento. It's just road called Highway 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always really good. I love to promote New Brunswick um, musicians and whatnot because we have so much talent down in that area. And uh, we just lost a, a, a quite a talent in Gary Sapier there just not too long yeah. ago. And I'm sure you probably knew Gary well. Yeah, I did for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a surprise for a lot of people, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. Hit me, hit me pretty shocked and hard. So you are going to be promoting this new album. Tell us a little bit about this album and the inspiration for it. This one, uh, Halfway Home by Morning, is the title of the album. Recorded down in Nashville with Steve Dawson. Steve is originally from uh, from Vancouver, but he's lived down in Nashville the last little, probably five or six years, I think. So, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to work with him, and uh, it worked out that we lined it up for this album. And, yeah, I'm thrilled with it. You know, we did it all live off the floor, so. Oh, wow. It was uh, a lot of fun to record. The only thing we really did overdubs was the background vocals. Everything else was, you know, horn section. Everything was, uh, was all in the studio at the same time. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, the writing as well, you know, this time I just wrote with people who I like, you know, good friends. We'd have a bit of a hangout, maybe have supper or something like that, but write a song. So the whole process was uh, pretty comfortable, pretty familiar, and 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about getting this one out there. It does sound good. Now, I, I just played, uh, before I called you, I played Something to Lose uh, featuring Amy Helm, right? Is that mm-hmm. off the new album as well? It is, yep. Oh, that's a beautiful duet. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been able to sing with Amy quite a few times now. We've done a bit of touring together and some recording, and uh, I actually wrote that one with Amy and Ian James, and uh, as soon as we decided to record it, you know, it made a lot of sense to uh, make sure we got Amy in to sing it. Oh, yeah, it's got such flavor to it. It just it just takes you someplace. I love music that, that can actually take you away somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Amy's good for that, for sure. Yeah, she's got a beautiful voice, and you guys match so so well. You kind of... Pr- I, 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 you remind me a little bit, uh, not so much in the in the style of music, but in your feel, in your 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 talent, reminds me of J.P. Cormier. Okay, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> He's quite the musician, but yeah, Absolutely. you you've got that you got that uh, earthiness to you that that uh, you have not never lost your roots. You've got that that sense about you. So when you're listening to your music. You, you, it brings you home. It makes you feel comfortable when you're listening to your music, and sometimes you don't you don't get that sense from an artist. Like in a recording, you'd have to go see them live or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it really comes through on your recording. Um, do you know how you're able to capture that? Um, well, you know, I think for this one, especially doing it live off the floor made a big difference. You know, you're um, you're pretty much hearing what we heard when we were recording in the studio, and there's not a whole lot added after. You know, it's so it's. Um, it's pretty much, you know, when we stopped recording and went in to listen, that's what that's what people are hearing going on to tape. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And, then, you know, we didn't do anything fancy to it. You know, there's no auto-tune, there's no, uh, you know, pitch correction or anything like that. It's it blemishes and all. So it's, uh, I don't know, I guess if, it, if you just push record and don't do anything to it, it's going to sound like it's supposed to. Oh, yeah, and that's beautiful. That's something, personally, my favorite thing is I want to hear it raw. I want to hear exactly what I'm going to hear if I go hear you live. That's my... That's my preference. Um, now, I wanted to ask you this as well. How long have you been in music professionally now? Professionally? I started uh, 2001, 2002, somewhere around there, I think. So that's when I started going full-time anyway. Has it been difficult to, to get traction and, and get yourself out there? Um, you have to work at it steady. You know, it's, I've been pretty fortunate that I've... Um, no, it, it, it's. I don't want to say it's come easy, but it, it, it hasn't been. Uh, you know, I feel like the work I put in has come out on the on the other side of it. So I mean, but you know, for a while I was playing two hundred shows a year, so that um, it's hardly you know waiting for things to come to me, I guess. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I think it's if you want to work into it and uh, you know and and stay at it, it's definitely something that can can come around. It's, uh, but I wouldn't say it's easy either. You know, you got to be willing to do that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people think it's like, you know, a high life, but really it's it is a lot of work in it and you sacrifice a lot to be on the road and and to to do what you love to do so you can continue to do what you love to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have to be willing to be away and uh, you know, it's hard on the family life and then you know and all that kind of stuff for sure. And so it's, sometimes that can be uh, can be a hard thing for people to deal with, I think. You know, it's definitely a part of it that can uh, can be the deal breaker for a lot of people. I think so too. I think so too. And you got to be a, a special partner to be able to handle it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Did you play the Harvest Jazz and Blues Festival a couple of years ago, or even last year? Was it? I didn't play last year. I don't think. Nope, this past year I didn't play. But um, yeah, I played Harvest several times. Yeah. 
Okay, because I thought I thought you were there because I was trying to get to that particular one, and I think I ended up having to work all that week, and I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, look at all these great acts, and I can't show up right yeah, next door." Yeah. It's a beautiful. Uh, I I don't know how they they do it every year, but they they always get wonderful acts, and they're main, they what I like about that festival is they showcase you know local people too, and mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. it's a great great venue. So Matt. With your success in, in, in music right now, where do you call, hang your hat? Where do you call home now? Um, I'm in Wolfville, just outside Halifax. You lucky dog. I used to live there. That is a gorgeous community. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, it's close enough to the city that if I need to get there, I can. It's close to the airport, but it's also far enough away from the city that I'm not living there. So it's, uh, it's, it's a nice mix for me, for sure. Definitely, definitely a great place. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're staying home in Atlantic Canada, and, and uh, mm-hmm. that way we can all brag a little bit harder. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what's the plan um, after touring? Do you are I, I know musicians always say, "Well, we got got another. I'm writing songs. I got them in my head, and I'm getting them down." Is are you still like writing for like the next album after this one? Oh, yeah, I've been doing a bit of writing, but mostly the focus right now is just getting on the road. You know, we've been, uh, we're taking a big band on the road, so that's been, been a bit more work, you know, so doing those kind of rehearsals and just uh, a lot of touring. You know, we're just starting off in Europe and then Canada and the States and back to Canada, and I'm sure Europe will happen again, you know, before the end of the year. So uh, the road is kind of taking up the main focus for the next little while, for sure. Absolutely. So what do you do to relax when you're on the road? Uh, lots of it is just, you know, doing home stuff, getting together with friends, and, you know, we, we love cooking here, so we'll have lots of, you always have moments we'll have lots of people in, and I'll try cooking some different stuff. It's just, you know, spending time with people who aren't paying to see me, I guess, is what I want to say, So, uh, yeah, you know, that's why I take time to, you know, do friends with things, friends and family for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any hobbies besides music? <laughs> I got some paints for Christmas. So I kind of want to get into painting. But um, other than that, yeah, I don't... Uh, not a whole lot of hobbies that don't revolve around music. I mean, cooking is definitely one of them. You know, I'm always trying different... Uh, you know, I grew up pretty meat and potatoes, so I've been trying my hand at different things. And I usually do it on my Christmas list of different, you know, cook kitchen gadgets, that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Well, so what what was your favorite uh, dish that you've come up with so far? Uh, well, I tried Indian food about a month ago. My first time trying to cook them out. It tasted all right, but I made a miscalculation with the uh, chili powder, and it was uh, <laughs> probably about five times as much chili powder went in it than it was supposed to, so it ended up being pretty hot. But other than that, you know, I've had some hits and misses, but I'll try that one again, but got to let it cool off a bit first. <laughs> well, what's your favorite beer that you would slug that back with then? Uh, I'm usually a darker beer person. Usually Guinness or something like that is kind of where I go to. Oh, really? You like the dark beer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my brother, he loved dark beer too, but I stayed with my good old Alpine. I like my Alpine to this day, and Keith's, of course, <laughs> which yeah, isn't yeah, really so beer, I, uh, right? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't you know, push those things away, but yeah, usually if I'm going for uh, going for something, I've, uh, it's usually something darker, you know, Rickard's Red too or something like that I like, but uh, Guinness has always been a favorite of mine, for sure. Do you get a lot of... Uh, um, like fans come out to see you like you got a big big following 
Um, yeah, different places, you know, I mean, it's, um, you know, some places are still building and some places, you know, it feels pretty, uh, pretty good. So yeah, it just depends on, uh, on where I am, really. So where do you find that your, their, your music is, is most known and the most popular? Um, definitely in Canada. You know, in Canada we do pretty good. We're doing lots of, you know, festivals and, and doing, uh, I guess I've, I've worked here the most too, I guess, so it kind of makes sense. But, um, yeah, Canada's great. And then different pockets, you know, in Germany and Holland, I do really well. And in the States, you know, some places are great too. So it's always, uh, it's, it's kind of weird how some places, you know, you can do really great in some places. It's, it would make sense if it goes great there too, but still got to work at it. That's so true. And how, what do you, what do you guys do to, to get your name out there? Like, I mean, you know, you can promote, pro, I'm doing this part for, for people that are listening in that are just starting out mm-hmm. in their career. Um, but how do you, how did you get, uh, how did you get your name out there? What did you have to do, um, for people to know you? Because you could say, Hey, Matt Anderson's playing over here. Come on over. It's five bucks a cover or whatever. But it doesn't necessarily mean people are going to come out and see you to get to know you to you know follow your music. So how did you uh, get me, that hook? Really, it was uh, it was playing a lot. You know, I was doing two hundred shows a year for a long time, and uh, and I still I don't play quite so many shows, but I'm traveling more than I ever used to, I guess. But uh, yeah, just playing lots. You know, I'm not the kind of artist who's had a lot of. Um, radio play and that kind of stuff. You know, CBC plays which is fantastic, you know, and some specific radio shows, but nothing nothing mainstream. So I think, uh, you know, for a lot of it, it's still word of mouth, you know, even though word of mouth is turned to, you know, social media, it's, it's really still word of mouth. It's friends telling friends to go check something out or, you know, bringing them with you when you go to a show or sharing videos, all that kind of stuff. So it's just, uh, yeah, but you can't do it sit at home. you got to be on the road. Absolutely, totally get that. Well, I I think this is going to be a fantastic year for you. I see that you're you're booked right up. Um, where did it go? I just had it up here. <laughs> Me and my computer. Okay. Yeah, I just seen. I'm just going to throw out some dates here for people. And we had it right here. Yeah, so you're starting off over. Hurry up, computer. It's running two or three programs. It doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so, wow. So you're going to be starting in March 19th in Cologne, Denmark. Is that right? Uh, Cologne, Germany. Yeah. Germany. Yeah. Wow. And then you're going to be going to the UK on March 22nd. Wow. You got a, You got the whole European thing going to be happening first. And then you head to uh, Truro, Nova Scotia, April 10th at the Marigold Cultural Center. So you you guys in Canada and in the UK and uh, Europe that are listening, um, go check Matt's website out. Do you have all your dates right on the website? They are, yep. They all went up today. They all went up today. Perfect. So, um, yeah, go over to Matt's website and you can see it. Matt, what what is your website? How do they get to it? It is stubbyfingers.ca. W fingers? Stubby fingers. <laughs> That's cool. That is so cool. <laughs> I never heard it say like that. Stubbyfingers.ca, folks. So go over there and you'll be able to see where Matt's going to be playing. And uh, now you said you're taking your band with you. Are you going to be taking your band on the full year tour here or the mostly half year tour that you're going to be on? Or um, The band's going to be with me in Canada. In yep. Canada. Okay. Yep. So, you know, you guys are going to want to see this. Um, don't miss him. You're going to enjoy it. It's it's an energetic show, and the music is really good. So um, is there anything else that you want to tell the people that are listening tonight? Um, 
yeah, you also check out who I've got opening for me. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've got uh, in Canada, we've got uh, Wild Rivers doing the West Coast, and then through Ontario, Amy Helms going to be doing a bunch of shows with us. So I'm really excited to be singing with Amy again. And on the East Coast, we have Bobby Vini out of Quebec in the States. Uh, Aaron Costello is going to be opening, so it's going to be, um, you know, I just think people should definitely check them out too. You know, we kind of like to pick and choose who we've got coming out on the road for us, make sure many people that uh, one we could be around with that much, but also, you know, more people are going to like. So, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, give, give them a listen as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I hope that I can catch one of your shows. I, I got to see when you're going to be in Ontario because that's where we're located right now for the time being. Let's see, where are you going? Montreal? What? You're not coming to Ontario? <laughs> oh, no, I'll be in Ontario for sure. Yeah, Amy Helms is going to be with us there. We're doing... Uh, oh, there you are. I'm going to do a bunch of shows, yeah. Okay, I see it there. I just had to scroll up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> now, that would be nice going to the Opera House in Aurelia. I bet you that's a nice spot. That is, yeah. I've been fortunate to play that room a few times. It's, it's a great room. Wow. Yeah, so that we got some great shows coming across Canada, folks. Well, Matt, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you're seriously busy. And it's been a pleasure to speak to you over the phone and hope someday we can actually meet face-to-face and uh, maybe do a fist bump and have a beer together. <laughs> Sounds great, Carla. <laughs> All righty. Well, you take care, and thanks so much for joining us here at Carla's Coffee House. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. So that was Matt Anderson. What a nice guy. He sounds like he must be tired, though. <laughs> he sounds like he must be. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, folks. So we're going to get Steve Hickman on here just a little bit earlier because I just realized the time here, and I know I came on early. Let's. So I'm going to just play a couple of Steve songs. Got to tell you, uh, Steve's coming up with new music all the time. I follow him on Facebook, and it's unreal, this guy's songwriting ability. His lyrics just blow me away when I listen. I'm like, how did you come up with that? How did you say what I wanted to say so easily? You know, um, as, as a songwriter myself, I, it, it blows me away when somebody actually reads my mail in a song uh, because I'm like, I'd like to have written that. So we're going to play you a couple of Steve's songs and I'm going to just give him a heads up. We're going to go on a little early. Hope he doesn't mind. Steve won't mind as long as he's not eating, you know, a rack of ribs right now or something, having a supper. Let's see here. We're going to bring up Steve. He gave me some new material tonight too. So ha ha ha. But first of all, I'm going to play the one that's a big hit on our, our radio station right now. It's a hit because you have decided it was a hit, the listeners. So I want to thank you for that. So I'm going to give you this one. Southern Nights right now is number one on HGB Canada and has been staying number one, wow, I think for two months now, and has had the most listeners ever on HGB Canada. So Steve thanks me, but I got to say thank you, Steve, because you're doing something really awesome and the listeners love you. like a jail I wanna bust out and run like hell never looking back until I reach those hills yeah the great smoke 
Nursing home, camp is on, here we go You know what I like I need a laying low, good old down home southern night Me and my baby working like some slaves My kids need fed and my bills need paid And I'm working overtime Just trying to survive Yeah, yeah They call it living the dream Even when it costs you your life Well, I need a tailgate, a jar, the river in my guitar On a bonfire Saturday night If I don't take a little time for me to unwind I'll never get to feeling right I need a cane pole, fishing hole, catfish on That's the hot song right now on HGB Canada. So uh, that's Steve Hickman, and he's going to be on with us here in just another few minutes. We want to play a new song that we haven't had on the station before. Just got it in, hot off the press. This is America, American Made. So I haven't even heard it yet, so I'm kind of grinning right now, thinking, hmm, what did Steve come up with this time? Alrighty, so we're going to give you that when we come back. We're going to be Skyping with Steve, and we're going to have a great conversation. So hang in there. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I've seen my share rain being weathered by the storm. Stood through some twisters that left me tattered and torn Here I am still standing in the midst of a squall You can try to cut me down but I'll still be standing tall I'm American made Right here in the heart of old USA I'm built 
to survive, guaranteed for life, no matter what comes my way. You can't take the glory from my flag, y'all I'm proud to be American made. with American Made. First time I heard it too. Awesome job. Alrighty, so we're going to see if we can get him here on Skype. See if I know how to work it. Oh, there's the little phone button right there. Okay. And I got to remember to put it on speaker. Oops. Speaker. <laughs> Hi, Steve. How are you? Oh, I'm good, Carla. <laughs> not bad. I'm still trying to figure out Skype myself. I'm not used to it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been a long time coming, this interview. Absolutely. I've known you for at least a couple years now, I think. I think so. Yeah, it has. Because I've been, I think the way I even found you was somehow you, one of your videos popped up in a feed somewhere and I seen it and I was immediately hooked on your music and I was like okay I gotta become friends with this guy because <laughs> I didn't uh, want to lose I didn't want to lose any any possibility of, of seeing what you were putting out and uh, that's I think how it started yeah and I mean that's a uh, I've met a lot of really great people through 
music. You know, you see that people talk about that all the time. I met so many people through music. Well, it's true because you, you meet a lot of like-minded people too. So it's amazing. It's good connections. And uh, you've always been good to me. And I appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. Because, you know, I feel the same way about you anytime. You know, I, I've tried to uh, get your music on. You've been so quick to respond. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth. But you've been really good to me, too. And I have to say, you know, it's one of the big perks about being doing radio is I get to I get some music that I can put on my playlist that I can listen to in my car. <laughs> Absolutely. I bet you got a heck of a playlist, too. Oh, yes, it's pretty it's pretty darn good. You know, the, the quality of your music, I always said, I'm not going to forget to ask Steve this, but where do you do your recording? It is so good. Well, um, honestly, uh, my brother-in-law, Joe, had run into a fella here in town that knew a guy in Nashville. His name is uh, Dave Fowler. One of my good friends nowadays, I love him to death, and uh, he produced that album for me. My brother-in-law had financed it and uh, basically uh, invested in that for me and one of the greatest gifts I could ever ask for. And uh, those six songs we did there in, in Ocean Way Studios uh, with a really, really great team. So all the people on that you're hearing on that EP are in some way or the other connected with many country bands and uh the drummer is uh his name's jack and he played for um charlie daniels for oh 15 years or so i believe is what he told me and i had uh glenn duncan who is a a1 fiddle player here from indiana and uh uh he played on that and it was such a pleasure to meet those guys james mitchell was the guitarist he played on jamie johnson's uh in color so we had a star-studded lineup for that man i don't think there was any any way uh they could have made that sound bad in there that day but yeah it was absolutely wonderful now how long ago was it that you you went to studio to record this album we did this in two different uh trips down we did uh three songs the first time and three again but it's been uh, i've had this completed for two and a half three years now probably a little more than that but uh we're just now getting ready to start getting it ready for sale, finally. Uh, it's taken me a long time to, to figure out the, the due process for all this stuff, but I'm I'm getting ready to release all of it to uh, iTunes and Amazon and CD Baby and stuff like that. So finally, Hick Stick fans ought to be able to go out and buy, uh, buy some tracks now. Well, I hope it flies off the shelf because this, this is amazing music. And I don't take I don't say that lightly because I was just uh, speaking to a colleague of mine at work today, and I was telling him about a track of, from another artist uh, who's a Canadian artist. He's kind of more into the folky stuff. Um, he's classed as country as well, but it's kind of country folk or whatever they call it these days. And his name's Zachary Lucky. And I was telling him about a track that I had heard of Zachary's that floored me. I said, that doesn't happen to me very often. You would think as a um, person that's in music, I would get impressed a lot easier. I don't. Right. I am very hard to reach emotionally. I don't know why. But well, your songs do it for me. Yeah. 
the, you've got the most incredible lyrics that you know how to put the lyrics together. Now, do you co-write with anybody? I have done a few co-writes. I haven't done it a lot, honestly, because I, I have a kind of a strange, a strange writing style to begin with. So, um, it, it's kind of, it's hard to do co-writing. I like to do it. I thoroughly enjoy it, honestly, but, um, it's a difficult thing for me because I write on whims a lot. And when an idea hits me, boom, I scribble it down. And, uh, that's something I tell a lot of people with my writing and it shows in some songs, uh, you know, I write them quick and I put them out there according to what I'm feeling in the moment. And when I'm done writing a song, uh, it's a lot of times going to be a lot different a couple of weeks from now because I write like that. So it's hard to write with other people because I have so many, crazy ideas going through my head and I want to change stuff and then you end up feeling like you uh, stepping on someone's toes because you're feeling a certain way so it's difficult but um, I have done that a few times I've done a song with Kim Tatum it's called Pardon Me uh, it's been one of my more popular songs we haven't got it recorded or anything yet but we're working on uh, thinking about a new album soon but yes the co-write thing has is, is been fun Rick Hickman isn't any relation of mine but a good friend also named Hickman, and we wrote one called Hollyville together. So I've had a couple of them where I wrote wrote with other folks. Yeah, you know, you say you're, you're you, it's it's kind of like crazy how you write, but what I find why I love your style so much of, of writing and, and how it, how it's put together is it you you <laughs> as far as I'm concerned you have this natural country in you. It's like it's like it just comes out of you naturally but the lyrics are so um uh what's the word i uh, any word that i want to choose to use to describe it doesn't do it justice but you have this way of putting those thoughts together and it comes out like a conversation that you're having with the listener and the listener is sitting there going yeah yeah steve yeah, man, that's what it is right there. Like, it is, it's such a relationship that you're able to, to do with your writing and then the delivery of the song through the music. Man, it's, uh, that, uh, that's a lot of that. That comes from my mom. She was a, uh, excellent writer herself and, uh, could put, put thoughts into words so easily and paint you a picture, but, it also kind of teamed up with uh, how my grandfather raised me and how he would sit on the edge of his chair and tell me stories or explain to me how things are. He would get light in his eyes when he was talking about something magnificent or you could see the, the pain in his eyes when it was something terrible. But it taught me a lot about connecting with your emotions. And I think with writing, you already need to be in that vein. And if you feel something when you're writing it, it comes out so easy that it's almost, you feel almost bad because it wasn't hard to write. You didn't really expel yourself to put something like that out there, but I'm also humble. So I don't think everything I write is great. I got a, a whole lot of songs. And I would say out of the 180 I wrote in the last few years, there's probably only 30 of them that I'm really proud of. And the rest of them, uh, you know, yeah, I wrote them, but they're ones I visit back to and I make adjustments and, uh, you know, songs transform that way. And then all of a sudden you have one you like out of something that is just okay. Absolutely. It's kind of like what they say with, you know, the photography, right? It 
takes a thousand pitchers to get that one great one. That's right. That's right. You know, when people always said, Steve, don't write about your life. You know, no one wants to hear about that. And it's like, well, guess it depends on who you are and, you know, what you've lived and what you're writing about. I don't write everything about my life. I, I like to, to take a trip on the imaginary train sometimes and tell a story about someone else or about something I saw. But it's always relative to real life because I don't think country has ever not been about real life. And uh, so for me, it's easy to write these songs because I like to take memories and pictures of my brain and things that I remember that caught my attention in life that really made me stop and think. And those are the things I like to write songs about because I know I'm not alone. And I know that there are tons and tons of people out there that have lived the same kind of life I have and they'll relate. So I don't think there is any rules of songwriting. I think the rule to songwriting is be relevant be real tell somebody something that makes their heart skip a beat or makes them stop and put their finger to their chin and say that's me i love that that's so true because i think that's exactly what i was trying to bring forth uh, about talking about zachary lucky and and your music like the it's the authenticity of it it i can feel you guys in the song whether it's through the melody line or through the lyrics, I feel like there's that connection. And it's hard to connect with me. I will totally admit that as a, as a person, as a human being. Anybody that knows me will say, oh, yeah, well, I'm quite a card. And, you know, I like to joke around a lot. But when it comes to the deeper things, I'm very private. And I don't even like let myself know a heck of a lot of what's going on emotionally, <laughs> which makes songwriting really difficult for me at times. Because I, I find it, uh, it, it hard to reach in. I can reach in and I can put it on paper. But my problem is it takes me quite a long time to share it with the world. Because I, I feel so, well, don't you feel naked and exposed sometimes? <laughs> yes, I do. But I almost get a thrill out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to jail for this kind of naked and exposed. <laughs> That's a good thing. Praise the Lord. Okay, but really, I mean, I guess what I, my, I ain't wrote any number one singles. I don't have one, and I'm okay with that. And that right there is the first step to me in becoming a real songwriter. It's honestly, you can't give a crap if it's a number one, because I guarantee you, though, to somebody it's going to be, to someone they're going to relate with that on a level that they say, that is my favorite song. It is so down to earth and humble, and me, that is my favorite song. So there's a lot of success in songwriting. You don't have to be on the charts. You don't have to to do all that. But you need to dive into those feelings. Like you said, you, you don't you like to keep things private. You don't like to be exposed. But as you start to open up and let those things come out, honestly, Carla, I think that's when your career takes its best heights. Yeah. Because you start worrying about outward appearances and you worry about letting that beam of light shine out of you. And people notice it because you are exposed. But I give artists respect that go there because it takes a lot to open yourself up and say, like it or not, this is it. That is, that is so true. And everything that you said about that is true. And something that, that people don't realize, you know, in, in the general public is how billboards work and how these number one hits come about. I mean, they're not cheap. I mean, a lot of people pay up to $300,000 to get their number one hit. You know, it's it's not cheap. Um, and 
well, you're number one on HGB. I mean, you have you have blown the circuits on HGB. You have got have had, we have got the most listeners on your song than we've ever had on any song. Blows my mind. That song Southern Night was uh, probably the second or third song I wrote after taking ten years or so off of playing music and. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's one of my favorites still because that song describes my urgency uh, in getting out into them hills. That's my whole dream in life is to get some peace and get up in those mountains up there and uh, make the best music of my life. Uh, maybe a little liquor, I don't know. But <laughs> I could up there and have a good time in them hills and uh, all these years I've spent working and, and swinging hammers and digging ditches will all be worth something to me then. But my whole dream, honestly, Carla, goes beyond my own career. I want to see other artists and people who have fought their way through make it. And I want to uh, do something special. And I want to be able to leave a mark on music. I don't really care uh, too much about being a rich guy. I just want to get out in the woods and uh, enjoy some life, feel some peace. And I think that's what we all need, you know? Absolutely, especially in this crazy world today. I mean, definitely we, I think all of us are looking for that tranquility of sorts you know that we can i know i'm thinking the same thing i'm thinking hmm i think i just get a cabin down in new brunswick somewhere and uh just stay there i don't care if it's got wi-fi <laughs> i'll come out once in a while with some data and i'll you know but no but seriously it's the the, the music um i have talked to a lot of artists and i just want to run this by steve because i've talked to a lot of artists over the years um, and then when I started this radio station, then I started Carlos Country Mile, and it moved over to the coffee house because I didn't want to exclude other singer-songwriters that would want to come on the show. I have realized that there is so many different types of levels of success. It depends on how you measure it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you haven't hit a big. Well, you know what? I know guys that are making a living doing this. They, they, this is yeah. their day job, their night job, whatever you want to call it. And they're happy doing what they're doing. And I was talking to a gentleman today who was talking. He, very young man, had a heart attack. And once again, it, it brought it back to me that what are we doing with our lives if we're not doing what we love to do and being authentic and happy doing it? You nailed it, and I mean that's it. Uh, to me, there, there's a. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, for me, there's a thrill in playing music and writing a piece of work that somebody's touched by. Uh, if I can share a quick, short story, I had a guy that followed me. I don't want to use his name, so I'm just going to say, uh, just a good friend of mine, and I met him through music on the internet. He had a bad problem with heroin and uh, was going downhill really fast. And he had found my music and my song, uh, Be That Man. And he had made a connection with that song. He sent me message after message. That is my song, brother. You are going to save me from hell. And all these things he'd say to me. And But we developed a friendship like a brotherhood. And, and uh, man, I sure love that guy. And, uh, he passed away not too long ago and his family and this is what gets me every time okay we were talking about levels of success 
his family sent me messages telling me that I, I, my music was all Jody talked about it. It sparked him up. It made him feel uh, like he had a chance. And it broke me down. And it, it, it made me realize that all the sparkling BS involved with fame is not worth that one touching moment with his family to where I realized that something I did gave him a fighting chance. And he made it several years. We were friends for three or four years before he passed away. But, uh, you know, they assured me that there was a lot of good times because of what my music did for him. And they, uh, they were forever grateful to me for that. And, you know, you're a humbled person to something like that. Cause you think really, I didn't do much. And it's just taking time to reach the listener. And that is a level of success that you can't buy. You can't buy it. So making a connection with your listener and knowing that the people hearing you are feeling something to me is the most rewarding thing ever. And if we just had the means to get this music out across the world to everyone to hear, could you imagine how many more people might be touched? So that's the inspiration and hope in music that you can reach all those people and serve up the medicine they want. And I know that some people won't like what I do, and I'm okay with that. And it doesn't hurt my spirit at all. Because what raises my spirit is knowing there's plenty of people that love what I'm putting out there, and it's helping them get through their daily life. You blow me away every time I talk to you or like, you know, if little short conversations we have on the internet, you blow me away because what you, that story is phenomenal. And we don't know, you're lucky that you, that you found this out because a lot of us don't know if what our music's doing. You know, my, mine's been on radio. I don't know if it, it's touched anybody except one little boy and that's all I know. And he actually asked his teacher to chart my song, The Last Train, so that he could learn it in his music class at school. That was like four or five years ago now. But it, makes, it makes sense, doesn't it, Steve? I mean, there's songs that we listen to that friggin' save our lives sometimes, you know, because well, we feel like, that, you know. The, that lonesome song, that little CD, that lonesome song by Jamie Johnson, I credit single-handedly was saving my life because it opened my eyes to what he went through and I related with Jamie on that album and I was already uh, tuned into him with the dollar and stuff but when that album hit and I played it until like the, the pain on the top of the CD had melted off you know it's crazy but changed my life and it's stuff like that that you don't know unless they take the time to reach out and tell you and that's the most priceless treasure you get in music is a fan that tells you how magical your music is to them you know as, as a Canadian I'm fascinated by the country culture that's in the USA because it's totally different than Canada completely um, in, in the, in the area of country. Um, and I don't mean just the music, but the country living It's probably cause we're under snow most of the time, but, um, right. you've, you've got, tell us a little bit about how you grew up, what, what your life kind of looked like. I mean, things that you want to, you know, talk about and, yeah. and how that influenced who you are today. 
Because I know you lost your mom there a little while ago as well. Mom was the cornerstone of my entire existence, to be honest with you, Carla. Uh, I grew up with my mother and my three sisters. And uh, our father wasn't there. So mom was raising us all and trying to to keep everybody together, you know, and she was working and uh, chasing us and trying to keep us all in line. And my older sisters were supposed to be looking out and they did a damn good job. I can't complain about that, but I'm just saying it was always frantic. And uh, I really had missed having my dad around. I had a lot of friends that had their dads and they were all good to me and they helped me out. But uh, I had a grandfather that was a, crown jewel and he taught me a lot of really good things he taught me how to uh how to handle myself as a man and uh, taught me how to get outdoors and do things instead of just waiting on things to happen he taught me to be adventurous and explore and uh we got to the point where i was going down and uh learning some things at the river uh, in southern indiana i was uh, hanging out with, got to hang out with my dad a little bit down there, and I learned a lot of stuff down on the riverbanks. Uh, and yeah, I learned a lot about music, a lot about a lot of things down there. But most of my my life, I've spent right here in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Southport, and uh, with some really good people that give me a good upbringing. So I'm kind of a hybrid. I've been called city slicker, and I've been called hillbilly too. So, <laughs> so you're kind of like a, you're kind of like a half and half. Yeah, I would have to say so. I've never been no cowboy. I can tell you that. But uh, I've lived in, in in a in a place here where you've had to be good at both. You need to learn how to you know you have to know how to take care of yourself, and you got to know how to handle yourself in the in the big city too. Because Indy's uh, definitely grown and. I've been a tradesman here in the cities, in the city for over 20 years. So I get around here in Indy and have to be able to function. So uh, it's just getting to the point I'm ready to to get past all that and get myself out to the deep woods where I belong. I think that right there is medicine for my soul. But getting back to as far as my upbringing went, Mom raised us to to respect the Lord and to be kind to people and. Uh, Mom was always big on us, uh, loving God, Carla. And so we were raised in a pretty uh, religious family. And I started playing music with church groups and stuff like that as I was growing up. And then I took on to songwriting. And that really, really uh, intrigued me. And I, at pretty young age, I was writing poetry and stuff like that. So I have some history with writing, but honestly, to me, it's still a heart vein. I always just write from the heart and what I'm feeling in the moment. So, wow. Uh, and, and then going forward, I was just doing a lot of solo stuff before my children were conceived. And when that happened, I pretty much hit the hit the workforce full speed ahead. And long story short, I went through a bunch of different jobs and and ideas of mine. We'll just say that. And ended up uh, with an electrical outfit and went to school and got my journeyman's and uh, working on getting my electrical license. I'm going to do that regardless of my music career. And uh, just recently, in the last year and a half, started jamming with some old friends and 
we've done the Steve Hickman band and uh, got out and played a few gigs and we're kind of in an intermediate position on that right now. We're uh, we're still practicing and growing, but we're about to start booking again here shortly as far as the full band goes. But one of my greatest, most happy moments and accomplishments, Carla, it just happened recently. After all this, I get to open up for Mr. Billy Don Burns at, in my backyard at Duke's Honky Tonk on uh, April the 3rd, and I am psyched. Oh, congratulations. Yep, he's one of my heroes. The man's a true troubadour and a honky-tonk legend, and it just is an honor to get to be one of the fellers who uh, warms up a crowd for him. He needs no introduction, let me tell you. He's, a, he's awesome, so I am absolutely tickled. That's one of my favorite shows yet. Wow. And then you said it's April 3rd? Yep, April 3rd in Indianapolis at Duke's Honky Tonk. It's on West Street, I believe. So is All there right, any we'll chance that you're going to be able to do maybe a few songs on video or Facebook Live for us? I am positive somebody will get us a video for you. Okay, good, because so, yeah. we want to put that up. Then I've got another one. Honestly, that, I mean, that's, that made me happy because it's Billy Don Burns. But Jeb Brown, uh, a good friend of mine, has really shown me a lot of love and support recently. He invited me to come down to uh, the listening lounge in, uh, at the party store in Riverton, Illinois. And it is just amazing. A lot of really great artists uh, he supports and brings through there. And, uh, songwriters galore that are just amazing and there's too many to list I just I feel like uh, I'm just blessed that I'm allowed to come down there and, and share my music with them and it's been awarded the uh, radio station awarded it the number one venue there uh, for the uh, indie music man and it's just incredible the people are so respectful and uh they sit there and, and really tune in to the artist. And it's not one of them bars you go into where people are screaming at each other. It's, it's more like you, you need to be quiet. You know? Yeah, the listening so, room, definitely. Yeah, respect, I think it really is. And I can't tell you how honored I am that Jeb invited me to come down and uh, debut there. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to do that in just a few weeks. That's March 10th in Riverton, Illinois, at the uh, party store, the listening room, backroom lounge. You guys get down there and check it out. They're having some amazing shows there. And Jeb is uh, uh, actually doing wrestling, too, man. So <laughs> he's got that going on down there, too, and it's amazing. I mean, these guys are bringing some of the old fun of wrestling back, for sure. So you guys get the chance to check out Jeb Brown's page. You should really do that. I would appreciate it, and I'm sure you guys would uh, really be happy you did because the music acts he puts through there are top-notch. Trust me. I so want to just go and hang out down there. Like, uh, There's another artist I just ran into recently, too, and I think through you that, that you, you posted, and I said, okay, I'm going to go check him out. And wow, I love him too. I said, what are they doing in, in in down in Indianapolis? I said, they're just breeding really, really great people. <laughs> That's where all like my music influences. We've been called rednecks our whole lives down here as far as, uh, you know, we're kind of in the middle of everything. Nobody knows if we're, 
if we're good people or not. It, it cracks me up because when they draw political lines through the country, they always cut me off. And I'm like, thank <laughs> you. Know, thanks, South. I love you guys, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not into all the North and South stuff, really. I just, uh, it kills me that we can't all just get along. You know, let's play music. Let's hit the porch with a banjo and a freaking fiddle and get down and have some fun. Take a couple sips off the jar. Relax. This is life. You know, we all, we all going to die eventually. You know, we can moan and whine about it all we want, but that's part of life. And uh, I know while I'm here, I want to make it a good one. And I want to make people that are around me feel good. And I think that's important. If you have that feeling and you share it and you, it'll spread. And people take to it and see that there's hope in the world. We need to be kind to each other. And that's all we got. Why do we want to fight? What do you want to fight for? Absolutely. You know, it's been an absolute joy and pleasure to talk to you through um, Skype on, on Carla's Coffee House tonight. And I am looking forward to more music coming from you soon. And I'm seriously going to talk to my manager and see about getting down your way because i want to do some you know let's do some touring around around your part of the country and get some music going i I would just love to do that for the fun of it you've got me so inspired right now um we got a lot going carl and we can make it happen so uh uh, you know we're doing the rebel revolver too and we're trying to get independence out that way so we need to get together on that and and, uh and get you to do something there possibly too on so we need to talk about that Okay, let's let's my people talk to your people. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that definitely. And uh, you know, other other independent artists out there, I'm begging you to give us a shout out uh, now and again, Carla, to the Rebel Revolver and my partner Sandra De La Para promotion. She's uh, top notch and getting artists some new eyes on them. So. We're there to help uh, as long as people are good-hearted, good-spirited artists that want to uh, perform at a high level. You know, we want people to step up and do their best and uh, really put their heart into the music. That's what the Rebel Revolver's about. So if you're doing that and you're writing good music, it's not a karaoke thing. We want people writing good music and playing original, raw, acoustic shows, you know? So, uh so so how would they how would indie artists get a hold of you and your partner um if they they wanted to do that okay quickly with that is uh it would look up sandra de la para uh promotions excuse me i got tongue twisted back on it (laughs) and then then it's the rebel revolver on facebook so uh we have this stuff on instagram and twitter and I mean, we're working on a new YouTube page we're going to let go of here before too long. Just look it up on Facebook to begin with. It's the Rebel Revolver. As soon as that pulls up, you can join us there. You can send us a message and discuss uh, if you want to send some videos over for, for review or whatnot. Or if you just want to talk to one of us, that's great. Give us a shout out and uh, we'll see what we can do. Awesome. So, Steve, um God bless you and your family and, and your partner. And I'm really looking forward to the new music you've got coming up. And we're going to play a couple out here tonight. And I hope we can do this again soon. Yep, anytime, Carla. All righty. What you got, we'll do it. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you too. And thank you so very much.
We'll talk yeah. to you soon. Listeners too. I appreciate being at the top of that list. That tickles me. <laughs> okay, God bless and we'll talk soon, Steve. Okay, you too. Bye. Talk to you. Bye now. All right. So we are going to play a couple of Steve's songs. I was just making sure that I didn't, you know, make a loud noise in his ear or something there because I, I never know how to shut off my tools. We are going to do you, uh, let's see. I want to play the new one that we haven't heard yet. We're going to play Without You. If we have time, we will play I Want to Be That Man that Steve mentioned about a friend of his that, that heard that song. Let's do Without You first and see if it'll play. If not, we'll jump right over to I Want to Be That Man. And she's playing. Steve Hickman, right here on HGB Canada. I've been working day and night now, baby. I can't get no sleep. Been trying to find a way to win your love back. Sweep you off of your feet We've been together such a long, long time I don't want to let go I think it's time that I finally let you know That you're everything to me I can't breathe in my heart, it won't be I can't sleep and I just won't eat Cause without you there ain't no me Made up my mind I wanna walk the line Straighter than a trunk on a Tennessee pine You got me hooked like a fish in a stream Addicted to you like a drunk to Jim Beam You're my lifeline, my saving grace I'm hanging on for dear life If I don't have you, then I'll just die Cause you're everything to me I can't breathe in my heart, it won't be I can't sleep and I just won't eat Cause without you there ain't no me Picked you some flowers on the side of the road I tossed them up in the cab I got a line on some real good shine You know I'm bringing it back Back to the basics of you and me again Cause you're everything to me I can't breathe in my heart, it won't be I can't sleep and I just won't eat Cause without you there ain't no me 
Pickman with Without You. Just before we go on to the next song, I've got a little couple things to tell you. We are um, also syndicated on Casa Radio in London, Ontario, K108, uh, sorry, Q108, Kingston, Ontario. We're also on MD Online in the US of A. So I want to let you know that you're being heard all over the place on uh, Carla's Coffee House. Coming up this week and next, the 24th icon, Fred Penner, who had a TV children's TV show here across Canada, will be on um, talking about a new cut that he is coming out with. Terry Ferris, buddy of mine from New Brunswick, uh, he has had a couple of hits here on HGB. We're going to be speaking to him February 24th. On the 26th, Beth Williams of the Beth Williams Songwriters Show will be on, so don't forget to tune into that. All shows are 7 o'clock Eastern. Then on March 3rd, happy day, we're going to have Miles Goodwin of April Wine, the iconic rock band in Canada. Um, they just they set the stage, them and Trooper, Matt Minglewood, I mean, you can name them. They, they were the icon, icons of the day. So Miles has got a new blues album out with some really uh, awesome names on that album. And he was up for a Maple Award. I don't know what happened with that, but we're going to find out on March 3rd, which is my birthday. So what a way to celebrate. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our guest tonight, Matt Anderson from New Brunswick, Steve Hickman from Indianapolis. And look, I'm telling you, there's just so much talent out there, folks. Make sure that you uh, support HGB Canada because we're trying to bring it to you. You're not going to hear these wonderful, wonderful songs great musicians, great talents on the billboard charts. These guys are flying underneath the radar. They need your support. Go see their live shows. Go let them know that you love their music. They you love what they, they do. It, it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. So we're going to close the show out tonight with Steve's tune that he mentioned in the interview. I want to be that man. Thank you so much for joining me here on Carla's coffee house. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and some other things. And uh, right after this show, we're going to have Kevin Williams giving you four hours of country live. So tune into that. Thanks so much, folks. I'm 35 years old. You think by now I know All this running around is gonna bring me down I wanna try some new things And listen to the birds sing And see the rest of my life through a sober man's eye God help me see What's right in front of me I want to be that man She can't live without I want to be the one Who erases all her doubts I want to be the dad Any kid would want And teach him the simple things in life Like how to fish and how to hunt I want to be that man 
share of the devil's snare. Whiskey had me down for the count. I've danced away with Mary and saying goodbye scares me. But I know it's time to let her fly. So God help me see what's right in front of me. I want to be that man she can't live without. I want to be the one who erases all her doubts. I want to be the dad. Simple things in life Like how to fish And how to hunt I want to be that man Oh, I want to be that man God, take what's left of me Help me shape a legacy Maybe this old boy can still do some good Yeah, ain't been working out my way This crooked path down the interstate I think it's time I take another road So God help me see It's right in front of me I want to be that man Simple things in life Like how to fish 